Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of FlightCast, the Infinite Flight Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Rosewell, and as always, today we'll talk about the mobile flight simulator, Infinite Flight. If you love aviation but you've never heard of Infinite Flight, head over to the App Store on your iOS device or Google Play for Android and search for Infinite Flight. Links will be in the comments for this episode. Once in a while, something comes along that just grabs you. A great book you can't put down, a song, maybe that hole-in-the-wall restaurant that serves the best pad thai. One of those things that only gets better with time. And sometimes, it's a flight simulator. Only in this case, it's not just a flight simulator, it's a community of people who have come together for one thing, for one purpose. Without my next guests, none of this would be possible. They have taken their passion for flying, combined it with a passion for technology, and have shared it with the rest of us. Flightcast is thrilled to welcome to part one of our Infinite Flight Developer Series from Silicon Valley in California, Matt Laban and Philippe Roland. Mathieu et Philippe, merci d'être sur le programme. Thank you so much for having us. Glad to be here. How was the French? Uh, it was pretty good. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are being really kind. We've heard about the beginnings of Infinite Flight from a few different perspectives, so I think it makes sense just to start at the beginning with you guys. Let's start with a bit of background from each of you. Um, give us the quick version of your tech and aviation resume. Uh, Matt, let's start with you. All right, so um, I grew up in France, uh, in Lyon. Uh, it's uh, just um, an hour uh, west of Geneva, for those who don't know. Um, and uh, I started being interested in aviation uh, around when I was like 10-something. Uh, and then at some point, my brother uh, had his first computer, and he brought home a, a copy of Microsoft Flight Sim. I think it was like 4 or something, 4 or 5. And uh, he actually never played it at all. Uh, I was the only one playing with it. Um, so that was that kind of got me interested into aviation. Uh, then I got my first computer, uh, started coding a little bit, um, and uh, got into flight simulation even more. Uh, and I think it was around like 1998, 99, uh, I started selling um, uh, scenery packages for a Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, so we did, you can still find some traces of that. On the internet, I worked on Geneva 2000 and Polynesia 2000, and I think that was it. And that's that's what got me into uh, the real aviation because I met some people that took me flying, uh, and then I got you know the bug of flying, and I used the money that I earned from from this uh, venture to get my license. So that was in 2000, 2000, 2001, um, and then I went to engineering school. Um, Started working on you know, kind of like the flight simulator things. Um, this is where Infinite Flight sort of got started. Um, uh, and then on the tech background, kind of like the engineering school I went, uh, when I was done with the school uh, in 2006, I moved to the U.S., uh, worked for a big um, semiconductor company working on uh, developer tools. Um so my, my background is more like into coding, like traditional coding and, and aviation. So flight simulator is really the thing I was supposed to be doing, I guess, with my life. So here's my, my, my kind of resume. Okay. So, and then at some point along the way, you've obtained your private pilot's license. Yeah. So did that happen in France or did that happen in That happened in France, yeah. Before I started my, it was uh, right after high school. Um, I started flying the Robin DR 400s, PA 28s, and then my my I got my license a year later, um, in August 2001, and then I kept flying uh, as much as I could. Um, and then when I moved to the U.S., part of the reason why I wanted to come here was uh, for the aviation aspect because it's just even though it's nice in France, you still have a lot of GA uh, general aviation going. Uh, what happens here is just you know, magnitude, orders of magnitudes bigger, and there's more planes, more airports. Uh, you're more free to do things. Uh, there's less restrictions. You can fly just right over San Francisco uh, in your little, you know, G airplane. In France, you, there's no way you could go over Paris. Uh, you're restricted, you know, far away. So okay. that's the fun part of being here. 
Great. So, Philippe, what about you? So, my story is a little bit, uh, is a lot less uh, interesting than, than Matt and, uh, on the on the aviation side. Um, I guess I'm, I'm more, I have more of a story on the technology side, uh, kind of like Matt started in the 90s uh, with uh, my first computer, uh, got interested into, uh, actually uh, played quite a bit of, of flight simulators, uh, started with the uh, Falcon series at the time, More it was more of a military uh, simulator. Um, Got interested also in uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, uh, but I was—I I quickly realized that I was more interested into the the virtual world. Uh, that those one those those, uh, those games were, uh, I mean, th- those simulators were were built around. Um, so th- this is basically what what got me to uh, to get to to go to engineering school, where um, actually the same school than than, uh, than Matt, uh, and at the end of that school um, got a. Got a chance to have an internship in um, near San Francisco in the Silicon Valley for the same company where where Matt and I met, um, and yeah, I mean that's uh, we we actually became good friends here and uh, spent a lot of time together. and And Matt was already working on on his uh, flight simulator project, and I was uh, working on my end on on some three uh, D engine and and. Uh, terrain rendering uh, technology, and we decided to to join forces to um, around the time when uh, Flight Simulator uh, Microsoft announced uh, the uh, the end of Microsoft Flight Simulator uh, franchise. Uh, and yeah, and that's how we started uh, working together on Infinite Flight. Awesome. So, Philippe, maybe uh, while you're on it, maybe you could, can you give us a glimpse of how things got started for the app? Um, so we've learned that you've been, uh, you're both from France, you both went to school together, although you're saying you didn't really know each other that well back then, yeah. uh, came over to America and you know, what, how did the team grow? So it started out as the two of you and then, uh, how did Infinite Flight uh, or Flying Development Studio, I guess, come into being? So, uh, I mean, as I said earlier, um, it's, uh, it just started as a, as a, I guess, as a lunch discussion. I mean, uh. Matt, if you if you remember better than me, uh, feel free to to jump in. But uh, it was it was mostly uh, we started as a, as a hobby. It's just let, let's see what we can do. And uh, we actually started trying to. Uh, so when uh, when flights when uh, Microsoft uh, decided to cancel or to stop the development of Microsoft Flight Simulator in two thousand and nine, if I'm if I recall correctly. Um, we looked at it and we said, "Hey, you know, let's let's see what we can do uh, together." Matt already has some experience. Um, Besides being a pilot, he has a, a lot of experience uh, building uh, building a flight simulator already. Uh, I had I had more experience in um, in the actual low level three um, D engine part of things. So the, the stuff that um, I could do uh, while he was more focusing on on, on the simulation part. So we started to to work on it, and and really quickly, um, really quickly realized that it was it, it would be very complicated to try to compete in the flight simulator uh, in the flight simulator industry on on PC. So this is how we got to to kind of pivot towards mobile, and um, and it was it was only the two of us um, for 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 a long time uh, when we started. So we started in two thousand and. I think uh, September 2010 was probably the first line of code officially for Infinite Flight. Yeah, uh, and we uh, released our first um, version on Windows Phone. A lot, actually, I think a lot of people today that don't know Infinite or don't know Infinite Flight in the last couple of years don't don't know that uh, we started in Windows Phone. Um, I think seven. Um, that was our first version because both of us were working. Uh, at our job at the time, uh, a lot on the same technology that we're used to uh, develop on Windows Phone. So we decided to go there first to to get our mobile development experience um, first. Uh, and it was really the goal was really to get something out as soon as possible. And, and actually, Matt was really good at that, as <laughs> pushing things towards and getting something uh, on the in the market, and then uh, building, iterating on it. Uh, like we've did, we've done for the past like four years now. So, I I just want to clear up for some listeners that are uh, noticing on Facebook the teaser image that I used for this has a Mac console screenshot in it. Um, Matt wanted me to 
know very quickly that he's not developing on a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, you know, shoot me a shoot me a Windows console screenshot. And he said, no, no, just use it. But I thought I'd point that out because, you know, it's it can be a touchy subject, I guess. The, the funny thing is that, you know, it's, it's all... Uh, the flight team started uh, like when I started initially, like eleven years ago. I got many comments from people like saying, "Well, you're starting on Microsoft platforms. You're, you're never going to be able to get out of those. You know, you're going to be stuck to Windows." And it's funny because now we can run on all these platforms uh, with the same. Like, there's actually part of the code that's still running today that I did back then. Like, mostly for the the only thing we I think we kept from my original project is the flight model. Uh, the, okay. the rest was the rest was basically entirely rewritten, um, and to to add on to the uh, like how it got started, uh, is the this, the project for me like the initial starting point where I decided to code my flight sim was um, when I was uh, in in school in engineering school I was um, we were playing with those you know same same kind of thing Philip was doing like you know playing with uh, physics engine graphics engines and and just having fun with those things and. Uh, uh, we were spending like late nights coding, and then there was this this technical demo of a physical a physics engine that's called ODE uh, that I was playing a lot with, and um, it was basically just a car on some kind of playground, and and oftentimes you would just like flip the car over on the back, and then the guy had coded a little feature you could press a key, and the car would just flip over. Uh, it was just basically applying a force on the side of the car to just flip it over back on its wheels, and then I realized like. What if I have more forces that make the car fly, and then what if I make those forces um, vary based on an angle of attack and a speed and all that stuff? It's like how a plane flies. So this is basically how we got started from just like this sample uh, of a physics uh, engine uh, with a car in it. This is how I got the kind of like the, the impulse to start doing that. Um, so that, that that's great, and I I actually want to touch more on that probably in our in our next chat that we have with you guys okay. because there this I imagine there's a lot we could chat about for the for all of the geeks that are listening and who would love it um, on the the physics and the uh, airplane uh, I guess um, you used the word uh, the rendering I guess or the the model mm-hmm. airplane modeling yep. um, but Matt your team isn't just the two of you, right? So now I know you might not be able to fully answer this question, but um, maybe can you give us an overview of who's on the FDS team at this point? Okay, so there's um, Philippe and I. So we work on um, Philippe working on the low-level graphics engine, terrain engine uh, optimizations, and uh, also he works on the websites, uh, like the forum, uh, all the basically like all when you have domain names and stuff, I'm, I'm not a fan of those doing those things. So he's just an expert now. Um, and uh, I work on the, the physics engine live, uh, um, the UI, uh, and a bunch of other things here and there. Like we most like we also share things. There's things that I do. He's going to do. And um, and then we have another developer in France who's working on uh, uh, special effects, like rendering effects. So he's the guy who did the water. Um, the new uh, airplane rendering uh, that just looks awesome. So the guy Which is, is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, working from his home in France, uh, and he's working on something that's going to be uh, even even better. Like something that I've been craving to have for years. Um, so uh, stay tuned for more about that. Uh, and on this, the, the first person who actually got who joined the team with us uh, maybe like two years ago is uh, David. David is our support guy, so he takes care of um, uh, answering all the support emails. Uh, he organizes the uh, events on live on live uh, with Tyler, um, and we have uh, Jarno, who is uh, our uh, 3D artist. He works. Um, so David is in um, is in uh, the Seattle area, uh, and Jarno, the artist, is in Vancouver. Uh, he basically just. Uh, Designs all the cockpit models, the play models, texturing, liveries, all that. Um, and uh, the last guy we got on the team, we don't, uh, we, he's, he's not actually full time, but he's more like a uh, community manager. He's Tyler, and you guys know him. Uh, so he's taking care of all the uh, uh, ATC community uh, aspect of the, uh, the simulator. 
But... Tyler's the infinite flight rock star. Yes. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, we're uh, we're just really thankful for the team you guys have put together, and um, yeah, keep on keep on building that because it's it's awesome. Thank you. Uh, so, I'd love to talk a little bit, at least, about what goes into airplane development um, and all the stuff that goes along with that. Like we've already mentioned, but maybe first, Philippe, has there been? Uh, there's been a lot of excitement around the release of the Airbus A320 for literally months. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long it's been talked about—six months or something. Maybe it's been a while now. Um, but what what has dictated the evolution of the infinite flight fleet? I guess, if you will. Well, I mean, it's it's multiple factors. As we we did from the very beginning is get, getting really involved with the uh, the community and ha- having our, our feedback uh, like a way for for people to send us feedback. Uh, we honestly really look at all the feedback that I send. The thing is, we get so much that that it's hard to to kind of. Um, see exactly what people actually you know want and what make the difference between what people want and what people need uh for for a successful uh, update uh, so we i mean we look at at what's the mo- most popular at at one time the problem is you know when when we start working on it then and we we really said that's like six months sometime a year later and at that point it's not the most popular anymore uh, so so people have to factor that in a little bit when they when they send requests um, but so we look at it and then it's also a matter of what type of reference material we have on those planes, because, uh, some, some aircraft, it's, it's quite hard to, to have, to have really accurate, um, you know, pictures of it. Um, and, and like picture of the cockpit in all angle, uh, in many angles and, and good lighting conditions. So we can actually really uh, model them, uh, properly, um, and, and there's a little bit of personal preferences, uh, as well, but this, I mean, this really factors in just, just minimally, uh, it's really, it's really the, the community and, and what we put in place for them to, to send, to send us what they want. I mean, that's, that's what we've been doing. It's just, we can't, we can't just, we can't build uh, 50 aircraft at the same time. It's, it's, it would be, uh, it would be impossible. So it's, yeah, people are just to have to be a little bit patient if they want the, the aircraft they've been craving for, for a long time. Sure. Um, now are there, are there airplanes that you kind of wish you could go back now that you've done the A320 and you've done such a nice job on the, the well, first let me back up. The A320 was a redo, right? For the, the actual airplane mm, no. modeling engine, uh, the 321s is the redo. We don't have the yeah. 320. Yeah, we, we have a 321. Uh, okay, but we don't have a 320. Uh, so the, I mean, this aircraft took a little bit longer to to make because we we a little bit uh, we changed our process to to create uh, the aircraft and especially the texture to allow. Um, to allow the the type of rendering that that uh, came came out with the new release, uh, at least for the Android users, for now. Um, but so so at, and at some point the technology. I mean, we, we we went down the road of one technology, and then we realized, oh, that that's not going to work for everybody. So we had to to actually redo the entire cockpit. So this is what happened basically when we developed something. I mean, there's there's a lot of constraints uh, based because of the mobile space is so scattered. I mean, there's, there's so many different devices that we have to, mm. we have to account for all of those. And, and it's actually quite hard sometimes to, to, uh, even at the modeling part to, to do it right. So it look, uh, nice on all devices. So we have to, okay. we have to do that. So now hold on. You guys said that you don't have the A320, you've got the A321. But the A320 is the new airplane that's coming that's come out on Android, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. So that's you've is that the same? Um, maybe I'm not using the right terminology. Is that the same uh, engine as this as the uh, previous Airbus models, or is this something that's been redesigned? Um. I'm not sure I understand your question. Like in terms of um, the physics and all that kind oh, of stuff, no, no, no. you just this modified is, something. Uh, I mean, or? Matt can answer this, but um, better. Yeah, than, the yeah. the uh, the flight model of the 320 is drastically different from the one in the 321. The 321, I think, was created back in 2011. I think I've made a lot of uh, 
improvements to the engine. Um, now we have uh, uh, gear drag. We have uh, um, oh, I forgot the name. You've got ground effect ground on this effect. one. Yeah, <laughs> ground effect on this one as well. Uh, we have uh, the Autoland. Uh, we also have um, weight and balance. Uh, and generally, the uh, um, the flat models of the new airplanes are much much closer to the real thing. In terms of if you look at if you set yourself into uh, final approach configuration at a specific weight uh, and you know the flaps out or whatever, uh, typically the the value that you're going to get in terms of speed, uh, angle of attack, and all that is going to be like they're going to be really close to the real thing. Uh, because we get some feedback, we get some in the community. We got some some great people who send us. Uh, we have a, a little questionnaire that I can send these guys and say, "Here's the data I need um, to make the flight model look nice uh, and feel nice." So it's things like, um, "What's the attitude in, on final approach with a specific weight when you're in cruise? Uh, you know, what's the what's the attitude of the plane? Uh, what's the N1?" Uh, all that stuff. Basically, it's I use it to tweak the the, the flight physics to make them look close to the real thing. Okay. And are you operating out of um, manuals as well? Is it easy to get your hands on those? Um, I can't really comment on that. <laughs> I would get <laughs> sure. some people okay. into trouble, but uh, fair enough. Yeah, we I, I get some stuff online, and I also go um, uh, like Wikipedia. There's there's a bunch of uh, technical aviation forums where pilots like airline pilots interact and ask questions like very technical questions about uh things like the flap the apu all the very detailed stuff so i grab some of the stuff from the from these pages um but yeah so sometimes i also get feedback from from users like from pilots like hey this is not right uh it feels like the drag is too strong when the gear is out or whatever so there's a lot of tuning in that and i often go back and modify the the flight physics, if they're, they're really off. Okay. Well, and you've got um, some great resources right in our community. Um, like one of my guests was Arnaud, who's flying for uh, a major international airline who's flying the A380. So that's that's got to be a huge yeah. advantage he's, for you. He's, uh, him, Melvin, these guys are like key key people um, in, the, in the designing of, of every uh, flight model because they... They know things and they, they can uh, get in touch with people that fly uh, the planes that we model because they have pilot friends and they can just like send them the questionnaire and they can answer as much as they can. And then I, I, I start modifying the, the flight model based on their answers. So, yeah, definitely the community, awesome. the community helps a lot. So getting back to the A320 a little bit, um, because this is the big news right now, um, and it, it, I should say to our audience, it's not really a coincidence that these guys are here chatting with me um, now, because the A3, the A320 may or may not be out on all flat platforms by the time this airs, but um, I wanted to try and line these guys up for an interview, and they were gracious enough to be able to do it now. So, uh, Matt, with the A320 release... Um, Overall, how happy are, are you with it? How it how it turned out? Uh, so far, I'm pretty happy because the um, um, there's been a great deal of feedback on the rendering. There's, I can see the screenshots on IFFG where people focus on all the new reflections and all the new rendering that we've added. So I'm pretty happy. And there's there there hasn't been any negative comments about what we've done so far, like the physics or anything. So I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy, and I, I can't wait for the the iOS guys to try it because it's. The audience on iOS is much, much bigger, um, mm-hmm. so I can't wait for them to try it out. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that the feedback for the most part is actually pretty constructive um, on IFFG and, and some of the other Facebook groups. Um, you know, like, there, there seems to be a piece of, extra piece of landing gear on the, on the right-hand side than the left-hand side or something, but it's all very, very positive. Yeah, actually, the, the, when, I, when we post screenshots on the... On the the Infinite Flight Facebook page. There's actually a couple that we modified. I think the JetBlue one. I, I um, used the wrong. That's like a, maybe a few months back. I used the wrong type of engine. I think it was a CFM or. or yeah, I noticed one. that post. Yeah. And it was like people commented like, "Hey, it's not the right type of engine. Or this one doesn't have sharklets. So this one, you know, the the registration used for this one does actually have sharklets yet. Or there's lots of <laughs> comments on 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 these things. So it's it's a uh, 
these guys know everything. They notice everything. It's it's true. It's true. I, I the the engine comment blew my mind. I couldn't believe that somebody noticed that. That's way way beyond anything that I would ever notice. And it, it has changed because I remember like when we first added that that engine uh, type change. That was for the seven five seven. And I, we posted a picture on, on on Facebook, and some guy was like, "Yeah, you know what the hell? It's not the right type of engine." You guys, blah blah blah. blah. So I'm like, "All right, you know, fine." You know, I, I told the I told John, like, "Can you just design both models, and then we'll we'll switch it on the fly based on, on based on the livery?" Uh, so I was all proud to post a picture of another airplane that used a different type of engine, expecting a comment like, "Oh my God, you guys added that." No one. Pointed that. <laughs> it was like, really? Okay, well, it's coded. Oh, com- complainers are usually more vocal than than people that like. It's true, <laughs> but it's okay. True. I mean, it's part of it. It's it's part of you know, it's part of the game. So, and and sorry, Philippe. Well, I, I'm going to get back to you, but um, and actually, this can this can be for both. But it seems like Matt's done most of the um, work on the flight physics and on the on the new airplane model. So. Um, what have been some of the biggest challenges you face with designing the 320? Mm, I haven't been much different from the other ones. Actually, it's it's getting easier now because um, we have we have most of the uh, the kind of like the the basic. Uh, I have something to start with. Basically, I can just take the 737 and 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 modify the weights, the wing shape, all that stuff to make it feel like a 320. Um, okay. So it's it's actually much easier now that we have all these types, these categories, classes of airplanes. It's easier for me to just start from these. Um, but it's it's been I think the, the the challenges have mostly been been technical with the rendering because we told Jarno we want a cockpit that's much higher definition, uh, and then and then the guy in France also had to spend a lot of time uh, designing the new shaders to make them work on you know your your old phones and and the latest. Uh, iPhone and iPad, so it's been it's been mostly the challenge has been mostly learning this new technique of rendering uh, for the 320. Awesome. Um, so before we leave the A320, have you any hints for us as to what might be coming up next because of the A320 release? Well, um, we've. I know you've got to be careful with these. Yeah, questions. we have. Uh, so it's like everything we we write is is set in stone in the minds of other people. So um, now we have, people, I think people know the, the the way we work. Usually we just don't ship the three twenty. We ship other other ones. And I think some uh, some people have deciphered the uh, the clues that I've left in my Instagram posts um, mm-hmm. of the types of airplane. I think pretty much everybody knows. I think there's only one that I haven't posted yet, uh, but everyone knows what it is. Um, so yeah. And so that's basically we're going to complete the whole collection in terms of okay. that series of airplanes. Looks exciting. It's awesome. Uh, so you guys heard it. If you want clues, you should follow Matt on Instagram. Uh, Philippe, are you on Instagram too? Uh, no, I am not. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll forget about you then. <laughs> uh, so, Philippe, let's talk a bit about what goes into testing. Um, mobile testing, a flight simulator when you have to deal with so many types of processors and different amounts of memory and all kinds of stuff that goes that you said, you know, it's just a smattering of stuff that you've got to deal with. So, uh, you know, I picture somebody in a, in a dark room, just swapping devices and software versions constantly. So how does it work? Well, uh, since we're a small team and we don't have a limited budget, we, we do have to focus on the most common. What we do is we, we look at what device are um, the most common and we make sure to test on those. Um, and then, uh, I mean, we get... We, we try to, to do a little bit. I mean, we have a, a, a beta testing uh, team uh, that's that's uh, uh, help like very helpful, uh, and then w- what we do is we iterate. I mean, we we release as early as we can, we po- possibly can when when we think there's no uh, no major issue, and then we see what you know what problems come at us because trying to tr- trying to plan for every single problem, especially all the the GPU CPU memory issues that comes. It's it's a, it's really hard to do it in advance. Um, it's starting to be like more services. I mean, this is 
I guess I'm, I'm not going to expand on this too much because this is more in a, for, for another talk, a more nerdy talk. Uh, there's some services online where you can send your app and they will do some uh, automated testing on it. Um, we're looking at those uh, to try to catch a little bit more uh, errors quick, uh, quicker. Uh, but it's it's a process, and and there's a lot of people that you know, seem to not to not. I mean, they don't see all everything that's involved into each release, um, and and it's not just putting a new plane and and new scenery and new feature. It's it's the whole release process is is very painful, um, and and yeah, there's there's a lot there's more that meets the eye. That's for sure. So you mentioned the beta testing crew. Matt, how important is your beta group uh, when you're doing game development? Oh, extremely, uh, because there's always things that I, I mean, it's, I, the, the flight sim is uh, like four years old now, uh, so it's very difficult to test everything we've added, uh, everything we make a change. So it's great to be able to just deploy that, uh, de- deploy a version to you know, 100 people, and then they're going to test their things, and um, and their way of doing things, and sometimes it, it comes up. You know, there's something that we changed. Like it didn't, when I change something, like well, I'm going to change that, and then it impacts something on a completely different side of the uh, the sim. And I I didn't test it because it would take too much time. So that's why we kind of rely uh, on on the users to um, to uh, on the beta testers to to go and and check things for us. Uh, so it's it's very valuable, but. We've had um, we get a lot of requests for people to join the team uh, as beta tester. Uh, the problem is we can't accept everybody, and sometimes we need people that uh, we need you know, special types of people. There's not there's some guys that when you don't really speak English that well, it's going to be difficult for us to uh, uh, to tell you exactly what to do to repro uh, an issue. Um, so we kind of need people that that are kind of like tech savvy a little bit that, that can understand uh, because sometimes you know we we get reports of people saying like okay so i did this that this that and then after like half an hour flight i did this and it crashed uh so you get the complex repro to do the whole thing and then you're like what wait a minute what if i just do the last step does it crash or not and it's like well it crashes like then why do you give me all these steps just tell me that <laughs> try to find right. the, the the most the, the the shortest path to the crash basically and so we need we need people that can understand these kinds of things, and sometimes it's difficult. Um, but the, the team we have now is 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 pretty great. I mean, we we get a lot of uh, really good feedback and um, about about many issues. And it's, I mean, I'm I'm pretty happy with the the guys. Yeah, I think I think that's something we can emphasize here is is if anybody has issue like an issue at some point, giving us like a, a very simple uh, explain me like I'm five type of steps. Uh, to reproduce the issue uh, will will really tremendously help us to fix it very very fast. Okay, and what's the best method for them to do that if they're not on the beta team? Um, well, I mean, on the beta team, there's uh, on the forum um, they can there, there's a special uh, category for them. But even somebody who's not on the beta team uh, and they see and they can reproduce an issue and they they come up with a very simple very well written uh, list of steps for us to fix the issue uh, it's it will help they can just post it on the support uh, the, the, or bug I think there's a, a bug section in the in the, in the community oh, right. forum uh, and it's actually a great way you know if after after a few bugs that you report like this if we see that you report like really really good um, you do a very nice report then then there's a good chance that we'll we'll ask you to join the team because we need we definitely need uh, we need those. Great. So there you go, guys. If you are looking to join the beta team, um, you know, be helpful first, and that would might be a good first step. Um, guys, let's just pause for a quick break with Cam. We'll be right back. Hey, Cam, you know what would be great? What's that, Jason? If there was an app I could use along with Infinite Flight. You know, something I could use to track and share my flights or check out where the action is before starting some ATC work. Well, you know, I actually happen to create something that does all of that. Really? Really. Head over to lifelightapp.com where you can track flights in Infinite Flight live in real time, view stats about your flight, and learn more about pilots and controllers around you. Cam, I have a confession to make. I knew all of that. 
I was just testing you. <laughs> well, anytime you'd like me to come by for another test, just let me know. Thanks, Cam. In the meantime, everybody, why don't you head over to liveflightapp.com for your next flight. Now back to the podcast. Philippe, you just released a new members area of the website. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, so uh, this member area that's on uh, account.infinite-fly.com, uh, this is basically a way for um, people who are interested in, in uh, Infinite Flight Live to um, see their, their, their stats um, and uh, also renew or even purchase. If you don't have Infinite Flight Live already, you can go there with a Google or Facebook account and create an Infinite Flight Live account and uh, basically purchase uh, a subscription directly uh, from that website. Um, this is uh, a first step into um, a more cohesive uh, website for Infinite Flight because, I mean, through the years, I mean, we're me and Matt, we're both engineers and, and we spend most of our time trying to improve Infinite Flight itself. We're not really web designers. And, uh, and, and we've, we've had... Um, Different websites, one for for feedback and one for one a blog and and now a community f- a forum and they kind of all all over the place. So we're we're trying to have one one place where uh, uh, Infinite Flight fans can can come and and sign in and and uh, look at their their account and um, and the future is uh, uh, we, we intend to to make it more interesting for people to go th- in, in this website have more functionalities in there. Um, but uh, it's, it's a little bit too early to, to talk about this at this point. Uh, but it's definitely something to, um, to keep an eye on, uh, in the, in the near, in the future, uh, for, for, um, new, uh, a new online experience for Infinite Flight. Huh. Sounds like you might need a web developer. Yeah. I'll just just let that (laughs) hang out there. Uh, so for either of you, um, there are some requests that, I mean, for goodness sakes, they're they're made over and over and over and over um, that people just seem to crave for realism and for other reasons. Um, not the least of which are 3D buildings, landing smoke, uh, weather, which you guys have kind of implemented already, but things like rain or snow uh, and international flights is another big one. Uh, of course, people want every livery known to man. Um but can you guys talk about some of the challenges in adding those features? Sure. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take a stab at it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I get, we get the, uh, we get the 3d building landing smoke weather like every single day, probably like 50 times a day. Um, simple answer there is that, uh, it's, it's at least for 3d buildings. The, the main issue is, uh, access to good data uh, because right, infinite flight is is um, uses like real real maps and uh, having accurate uh, accurate uh, 3d building uh, data is um, is is quite hard it, it's getting easier um, I think I think now it's it's a lot easier than than a few a, few, a couple of years ago uh, we could indeed have um, airport models. I mean, we've looked into this. So people that have been following our Facebook can see that we've done some uh, some tests, um, some experiments with with buildings in the past. Um, I think it, it's just it it's time, and and we're 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 building the all the we're putting all the little different parts that are required for for this. Uh, and instead of not having an update for, for three years and coming up with like 3d buildings and that's it, we'd rather do many small updates with content and new, uh, live features. And, uh, uh, for instead of, yeah, instead of focusing on, on one big feature like 3d building that will require a lot of time, uh, to implement properly. Okay. Does do do um, you know device models and resources play into that at all? It does. It, it does. We, we when we tested it, uh, we tested it on 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 PC where we do most of our of our development, um, and it, it, it's it required quite quite a bit of performance. Um, and I mean, it's not it's not the only reason. I mean, it's feasible if we if we both go go at it uh, like full time. We can probably get like. 3D buildings pretty quickly, but at some point uh, last year when we decided to go with live, this was kind of our 
our focus. 3D buildings, we can always add this um, at some point. It's it's just a matter of, of really putting all our energy to it. Um, for live, it requires a lot of experience to to have the right ex- to to uh, offer the right experience actually. Um, and and we, we decided to really focus on our community um, more than more than just eye candy stuff. Um, and we understand that it's really important um, to to have those things for the for the in game experience. But we feel that the multiplayer um, ATC experiences is far outweigh those those things for now at least. Yeah, I would agree with that. Not that people necessarily want my opinion here, but they they're going to get it because I'm the podcaster. So, <laughs> um, you know, they, I've, I'd rather have an airplane that flies properly um, than some 3D buildings that could potentially uh, cause some some more lag or um, that you know don't look right at, at all angles or you know even landing smoke. I can just imagine. I haven't talked to you guys about this, but um, you know, it's not just a matter of spewing out some smoke from the tires when you land. There's things like uh, wingtip vortices and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff that happen with that smoke, right? So I'd rather that be accurate um, and you guys take the time to that it needs to go into it. But, yeah, I mean, we're, you know, again, that's just my opinion. I, I think the, the last thing I can, I can say on this is uh, InfiniFly has been around for now four years and we started with very, very low power, um, like very low memory type of devices. Um, so we build things in a certain way and, um, it takes us some time to go back and change those like core things that, uh, we built at the time, uh, that don't really support some of those new features. And, and I mean, I think it's pretty much true for any software, uh, when there's a new feature that can, that you want to add. And sometimes you have to change a lot of things and, and all those things actually are, are, are pretty much connected. And, and we have, there's a, there's a lot of underlying work, uh, to do that we are doing with each update. I mean, we, with each update, there's a lot of things that you don't see that, uh, that we do to actually facilitate the, uh, 3d buildings, smoke and, and, uh, international flights. Uh, but it's a, it's a step-by-step process and we really have to focus for on, on each update on what's, you know, what can we do in that like three month or four month, uh, window, to advance a little bit, but at the same time also offer like new feature and new content uh, for that release. And you, you've touched on in, uh, international flight a little bit, and I, I haven't planned on asking this question, but just as you're talking, uh, I'm wondering, in a region like um, California, maybe mm-hmm. uh, is there is there would it be easier to maybe make one uh, connect regions that are in the same area rather than focusing completely on international. Well, it's, uh, is there any difference there? No, it's it's once we uh, once we connect, that means that we solve. I mean, we solve the 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 issue. I mean, we know what issues we have with this, um, and we're we're fixing it slowly. Uh, but it's the same. Uh, th- those are the same issues. Uh, so once okay. once you can fly from uh, San Francisco to LA, then that means that we can do um, do international flights. Okay, fantastic. Okay, guys, so I don't, like I said, I don't want to take up too much time on this one because I want to have you guys back and, and we'll get into some of the nitty-gritty stuff. Um, but we, we've we had, a, as you can imagine, a huge response on the FlightCast Facebook page with uh, user and fan questions. So, uh, uh, people, I apologize if we're, we don't get to your question. We won't even be able to come close today. But um, we'll, we'll do a few here and uh, we'll see see if we can get a few answers and uh, we'll try and get to your question next time. So uh, here we go. I, I had one really good one from Henrik who was asking uh, over the years, what has been your biggest breakthrough in infinite flight? So what, I guess what, what he's asking, what do you, what really stands out as maybe a, a milestone moment for you guys? Mm, I'd say the community, um, because that's that's been what's been, what surprises the most the engagement of of all the users around Infinite Flight, and it had had has really taken off like crazy since uh, Live came out because people were already interacting together. They were creating like uh, you know they were even flying together when they were not seeing each other, you know, playing playing on their own. Yeah. Uh, but now they can see each other. They can you know it's 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 taken the the whole thing to a new level, and I think. Even with ATC, uh, for the past like four months, for for maybe six months that it's been out, uh, the response has been has been absolutely awesome. Uh, 
uh, we get you know we have a lot of controllers people are really interested in, in all that and there's there's this the whole community aspect around it is, is pretty much uh the thing that's that surprises the most i think at this point this for me so would it be safe to say that it's grown to be bigger than you had hoped or um, bigger than you thought it might i always thought there would be some following and i think there, there's you know, when we started the the, uh, the port to iOS, um, one thing we did that I think was was uh, a, some kind of like a winning strategy kind of thing was uh, just posting early and and generating interest before the game comes out. That that's something that we did. Um, I think we, I think around like the first video we we put out was I think in November 2011. Uh, and and it's, it got a lot of views. People are like, okay, so there's a new contender now. There's some someone else coming on on this platform. And then when we released, there was a lot of interest. And then community started building. But I think it's yeah, it's um, it's definitely something that that turned out to be much bigger than than I thought. At least for me. And I think both of us are just surprised and really happy with how it turned out. Awesome. So our notes wondering if either of you guys had ever thought of becoming professional pilots. Well, um, I guess I'll start. Um, not really. Um, I think the it boils down to the interests. Um, so, if you're a pilot, like or not, is uh, it's it's difficult to uh, if you have two passions, flying and computer science. It's difficult to do both if you're a pilot because it takes a lot of your time. Um, you know, it's very very uh, intensive kind of thing. Whereas if you're an engineer, then you have a lot of spare time to fly for fun. Um, so I guess this was more like the way I saw things. And also in in, uh, uh, in France, there's a lot of, I guess I was kind of turned down uh, from it because there's a lot of, there's like this sort of myth that, that was entertained like in, when I was young. It's like if you're not good at math, you can't be a pilot. And, oh yeah, I've heard and, that too uh, here. Yeah, and I was... Um, I was kind of like, well, you know what, I, I, I'm not that great at math uh, because mostly the way it was taught, it's just not how I see things. Uh, even though I use all these things now in, in the flight model, I just didn't understand them back when I was in school. So I kind of was like, well, you know what, forget it. I, I'm not going to be able to do it. So I kind of went to the engineering side, and I guess it, I guess I prefer it this way because I can I can just go fly for fun, uh, and there's no constraints uh, in, in, in just my type of flying, I guess. Awesome. How about you, Philippe? Well, my my response here is going to be a half a, half of uh, of Matt. I mean, I'm I'm kind of on the same line here, where where I feel like as an engineer, you can kind of touch so many different things more easily. Um, you can. Uh, I mean, since we started Infinite Flight, uh, we've learned. I mean, I've learned so many things about about aviation. Like I can I can tell you every single uh, markings, for example, the markings on. on in the on the airport like what what each parking means and their their actual you know specification and uh all the all the, the, the different type of lighting that they can be for for an approach um so i don't know i mean it's for me i feel you you get to learn uh so much as an engineer and still have the opportunity to touch um those things and i i don't i mean i'm not a pilot at this point but this is not something that i completely uh, uh, discarded this. I mean, I'm, I'm still interested in, in getting my my uh, my license at, at some point. Uh, but yeah, becoming a pilot it seems to be uh, such a huge commitment, and which would probably completely overlap on 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 my engineering passion at this point. So, Philippe, how's Matt as a pilot? I was very safe, actually, very very safe. At least when when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Because because otherwise he's getting in trouble. <laughs> you don't try to you don't try to make him barf in the airplane, Matt. No, he's uh, no. there's well there's he doesn't. Some people that have, there's some people that try to do things, you know, like to just fly around and do like you know um, some maneuvers. Uh, but I, it's only That's, when they request it. Uh, okay. some, if you're not really into strong, it, it's just like uh, taking yeah. off like a couple of times. That was that was pretty fun. Was, you're very kind, yeah. Matt. There's a couple of reasons. It's like I don't want to clean off, clean up the airplane afterwards. You know, um, if anything goes wrong, we have we have you know, like barf bags in the plane. But it's just like I'd rather not have to deal with this. 
Uh, and also, I just I don't want to turn people away, you know, because it could be like if it's their first experience. Uh, I just don't want them you could to make be, it their last. Yeah, experience. I don't want them to be disgusted and like, oh, well, this is not for me. It's too scary. Or I'd rather just be like a sightseeing tour, uh, and then I'll do all the crazy stuff and you know maneuvers with you know friends that that really want to do it. Well, when I come to visit, you can certainly do some. Uh, crazy stuff with me all right then when are you coming uh i don't know (laughs) um all right so let's move on um tristan and a few others including myself have joked and sarcastically mused i guess uh about you guys making the a320 free uh of course it's not free and uh you know others are constantly asking for the free to make the game free um this is a really good chance i think to just clear the airways a little bit we know that uh, free games come do come at a price, which is usually advertising. So maybe can you tell us why you don't go the advertising route and why is an infinite flight free? Well, I can I can take a stab at this one. Uh, we it was actually a very a very um, hard decision uh, when when we when we started. Um, for us, the pricing was a way to uh, at the very beginning again uh, was a way to. Um, Make sure that the people that get that get the game actually understand what a flight simulator is. That they ha- there's a, there's some sort of commitment that they're not gonna just consume um, Infinite Flight the same way you would consume uh, any other uh, uh, free game. So they they spend the time to understand, and maybe if they have something to say, actually, we you get more feedback if it's if 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 it's a if it's a game that is that you have to pay for. You're gonna hear about all the issues that that your game has for sure. So we, it gave us it gave us the it gave us the uh, the opportunity to really see early on what what we were doing wrong. Um, so it, it makes people feel like they're invested in it. Yeah, it's 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 really not. I mean, honestly, the the goal we build this simulator for because we wanted to do something different. We don't. We don't pretend to make the best, uh, you know, the, the best simulator uh, the, out there, but it's the best for us, um, and hopeful, and we, you know, we hope that other people think that way. Um, but yeah, we, we don't. Uh, it's you know everything costs money. It's hard. It's a hard question because because we want more people to to play Infinify. We would love to make it uh, uh, cheaper or, or free, uh, maybe, but it's. It's it's a it's a smaller audience than any that that a lot of other games out there. You have to consider that. So, um, it's it's important for us to uh, to to have some revenues to be able to to continue and pay and pay all the people that we we, uh, well, we hire. You know, on behalf of all the happy customers, uh, I would like to say that I'm I'm we're happy to pay it, and uh, it's a lot of fun for us. And you know, I think it goes. With with flights, flight simulators are a funny thing because um, you know you, you tell the average person that you you play a mobile flight simulator on your phone, literally for hours on end, um, and you can you know it's not the coolest thing sometimes. I think <laughs> we're playing we're playing to a pretty specific audience here, mm-hmm. but um, you know I I think you're right. It's an investment for us, and when it's an investment for somebody, it makes them. Uh, it keeps them passionate about it. Um, you know, I don't want to see my hard-earned money go down the toilet, uh, which pushes you guys, and uh, I think it, it pushes us to be better air traffic controllers and better pilots, and it gives a lot of us that uh, chance to just be in that world where normally we wouldn't have a chance. Um, so, I mean, honestly, we have uh, every single release that we have, We there is the, you know, the price... Uh, the price matter that comes uh, that comes, and we we really we don't we don't sit here and try to. I mean, we, we see a lot of comments about this, like people, yeah, make it free. You know, you're you're scamming or or whatnot. There's 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 a few a few uh, a few people there's, that, that that say this on the on the on the reviews, but we really don't uh, try to uh, sell um, our, our airplane like without. People knowing like other you know other game you can you you buy coins and you don't really know what you're getting and there's it's it's uh, what they call it it's a pay to win pay to win type of right. games. Yeah. We try to stay away from this. You know, it's very upfront. 
you pay for a plane, you pay for live and, and that's it. I mean, we're very, very upfront with, with all our pricing model and we try all the time to be fair, uh, with, with, you know, what it costs us and, and how much we, how much we sell it for. Great. Um, at one point you guys put out the question online of, uh, you know, who would want to see infinite flight as a desktop app? Um, and so Nick is wondering on Facebook if you're planning to release the PC version at some point. Where's that gone? So we're, um, as people know, we we uh, have a desktop version that's working on on Windows, and it's it's because uh, it's easy for us uh, to to make it work. Um, basically, most of the development is actually done on the PC, uh, on the PC version, uh, and then uh, when it's ready, we just ship to or just make it make. Make it available to mobile phones and send it to testers. But most of the stuff is done on PC because the development environment is is, is better um, for us, at least. Um, and and in terms of the PC version, uh, like Philippe was mentioning, the the new website where you can purchase the subscription uh, from us directly is kind of geared toward this. It's, it's same for the joystick. Uh, there's a bunch of other things that we've added that are specifically. Uh, to advance progress onto a shippable uh, PC version, because now it's kind of like rough around the corners. You you can't really uh, set it to full screen. There's a bunch of other things that are missing to make it a, a usable desktop uh, simulator. And there's also so what, we don't have an installer and all that. What we often right. say in software is like the last ten percent as you know takes ninety percent of the time, and that's that's why I was take, talking uh, earlier about the release process. Is usually all those little details that you don't think about that that we need to put in place uh, every time we want to address a new platform. Okay. Yeah. So it's it it's, it's it's we we can't like like always we can't you know announce a specific date, but it's definitely something we want to try uh, in the future. Okay. Will you port it to Mac as well? Would that be something that's easily transferable, uh, or is that a whole new animal? It's probably doable, but it, it's going to take more time because we uh, uh, we have to add support for joystick, and we have to understand a little bit more the platform. Uh, okay. But I think the, uh, the the library we're using to render and create the windows and all that, uh, I think it technically works on Mac. So it's it's something that we can consider. Uh, but the PC version is definitely going to be uh, coming before the Mac version. Okay. Well, I'll just slam you on Facebook every week until you launch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we let you go today? Um, the only thing I would say is, like, if you if you really enjoy Infinite Flight, uh, you know, don't don't forget to uh, to rate it and, and review it on your App Store. I mean, we. We try not to to say this too much. I mean, we want honest critique. Um, if you have if you have any type of feedback, it's it's always great. I mean, come come on the community forums as well. I mean, there's a there's a great team of moderators. We we hang out there all the time. Uh, if you have anything to say, I mean, there's a good chance that if you post it there, we'll, we're going to see it. Um, so yeah, that's that's all. If you like it, you know, rate it. Come come talk to us. We're pretty approachable. Um, that's all. Yeah. And also probably just thank you to everybody in the yeah. community for doing what they're doing because it's uh, – Yeah, and thank uh, you, Jason, for, for yeah. this. I mean the podcast yeah. is really the uh, – <laughs> is really a, a great a great relief to us like to, to listen to it once in a while to, to kind of hear all the, the great thing the community is building and and saying about Infinite Flight. Oh, it's my pleasure, guys. It's a ton of fun. Um, well, Matt and Philippe, thank you – so much for joining me today on the podcast. Merci beaucoup. Thank you. Merci. <laughs> uh, it's been a huge treat, and I'm really excited for uh, our next chat. So thanks again for being here. Right. Thank you. Bye. That was Matt Lebon and Philippe Roland, Infinite Flight developers from Flying Development Studio. Both guys joined me on Skype from San Francisco, California. Keep listening to Flightcast to find out when our developer series will continue. Thanks as always for listening. If you haven't already, head over to the App Store or Google Play and download Infinite Flight. For more Flightcast, visit flightcast.audio and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a great review. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash flightcastaudio and on Twitter at flightcastaudio. If you have any ideas for Flightcast, please leave them in the comments. Flightcast is brought to you by Linkhouse Media on the web at linkhousemedia.com. Guys, podcasting takes money, and so if you have a few extra bucks, we would love it if you would consider donating to help keep us going strong. 
To donate, visit flightcast.audio and click on the yellow PayPal link in the sidebar. To cover the fine print, Flightcast is not affiliated with Infinite Flight or Flying Development Studio. I'm Jason Rosewell. Thanks for listening and happy landings. So I was fo- Matt. I was focusing on the noise from that microphone. Is did he say he's a pilot or no? Did he's, he mention he that? Didn't. He's not a pilot. Oh, he's not. Okay. I've tried to get him interested, but as soon as the plane banks, <laughs> as soon as I bank the plane more than like you know, twenty-five degrees, he's like, "Let's go back to the ground." So it's <laughs> not true. Sounds like sounds like David. It's <laughs> not true. Okay, okay, thirty degrees maybe. Getting better.